Yes, welcome to Who Are These Broadcasters? I'm Christian Blatt with very mediocre hair, but joined by the Eric Zane with just some phenomenal hair. I mean, people are talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. Look, even Carl uh, mentioned in the chat how uh, wonderful it is. And uh, as always, this show is me. This show is Eric Zane. We play fun clips. And you, the audience, you can super chat us. How's the super chat work on this show, Eric? Thank you, Christian. I appreciate the kind words about my hair. Uh, You know, if you want to contribute to the show, in your own special way, by having Christian say something horrible and inflammatory at the end of the show for the sign-off, come up with a nice, clever thing to say and then throw a dollar amount behind it because uh, the highest dollar amount with the most ridiculous thing for Christian to say will, in fact, close out the show. So there you go. That's how we do it here. We don't sit around and just beg. We don't no. sit around and attack other shows. We are the show. All right. Us right. and the clips. Our our goal isn't how much we make in super chats. Our goal is having fun and getting laughs. And in the case of Nicola, of course, compliments for EZ will always get you on the show. Super chat or not. Absolutely. Well, uh, she loves you too. She's like, you know. Yeah, but I mean, look at this hair and look at your hair. Come on. I like this, your this. hair. Your hair is oh. fantastic. And she Tell could be more. a in a Christian Eric sandwich. I guarantee you. <laughs> She probably would, but someone who would never want to be in a Christian and Eric sandwich, our special guest for this week's show, making his triumphant return to who are these broadcasters from the All Apologies podcasts and the midweek episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the one and only Andy Q Public, a.k.a. Trucker Andy. I guess you're FKA Trucker Andy, formerly known as Trucker Andy, right? That's right. And thanks, guys, for having me. You both look like shit. You know, but you look fin- you look phenomenal, Andy. See, that's really the problem. I know. I'm killing it over here. And uh, by the way, another great way to get into the chat, Simon343, if you insult Carl, you don't have to pay for it. You just come on right up. Uh, at least, I, look, you know what? I, I jumped the gun there. He's probably talking about Stut Joe, right? <laughs> Fucked up teeth and hair. I, I think that that's probably actually who he's talking about. Well... Have you seen his hair recently as of yesterday? Carl or or John? John. Well, you know, this is largely a John free zone, but okay. uh, since you mentioned okay. it, Andy, it's uh it's not good. It, yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't look good. I don't know how he does it. How does he manage to continually figure out new ways to look like yeah. shit? Oh. But he does. He masters it. By the way, uh, AFK in the chat, uh, insulting one of us will have one of the other of us. (laughs) Nah, you looking old, Ninja. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, we're we're having fun. Uh, Andy, you picked a great week to come on because we are going to have not one, not two, but three apologies and a couple perhaps forthcoming apologies that we will talk about over the next uh, hour and a half. I was going to say an hour, but everybody knows that um, that's really a lie. So let's get things started the way we do most weeks and head on over to local news. Others imitate We appreciate
So, uh, Eric, we know you've got uh, two wonderful dogs. We see them on the show sometime. Andy, I don't know uh, that much about you. Do you have a, a you have a dog? You have any pets? I have cats. I'm a you have cat. cats. All cat right. Dad. I'm a cat mom. That's all right. I, I, I grew up a cat mom and now I just have kids and I, I'll tell you the truth. I wish I had cats, but you know, so, <laughs> you know, Sarah, 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 as they say. So, uh, Eric, I am sure you love your dogs. How long have you had your dogs? All my life. Well, not the same dogs. The yeah. That's, that, yeah they, that, these you know, are the ones I'm talking yeah. about specifically. Yeah. yeah. They, you know, they've, I've, you know, it's, it all runs together. So, uh, half a decade. Okay. So, I am sure you love your dogs, but you please let us know, let the audience know if uh, you love your dogs uh, quite this much as it takes a moment for the clip to load. It's all right. This is where I buy time. It's a sight oh. so unbelievable. Mm. A bystander pulled out a cell phone. The woman clinging to the hood of the car is Ali Zacharias. Oh. And it was really scary. I thought that I was going to die. Who's trying to save her beloved French bulldog. Onyx, who had just been dognapped, grabbed from under a lunch table at a Whole Foods in downtown L. Oh my so God. my question for you is, do you love your dogs enough that uh, if they were, and your dogs are bigger, it's a little bit harder, but just, this is a hypothetical. Yeah. Would you, um, would you stand in front of a moving car and jump on the hood to try and save them? I think I might, but you know, uh, I can, I can see some people wouldn't, but I, I think I might actually do that. Um, Andy, I feel like you wouldn't do that for your cats. If, if you went out right now, you could probably get four new cats and it would be fine. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I would reenact the end of Death Proof. I don't think <laughs> she did that. I don't think she knew that it was going to escalate to that when she jumped on the hood of that car, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, I think that that was a little bit more of a of a surprise there for her. You know, she didn't know. Um, but you know, look, the uh, the dog was dog napped, and uh, she does her best to try and you know at least tell us a little bit more about the circumstances. And uh, then, then I'll have a question for you. So she uh, got to see the uh, assail not assailants, but the kidnappers. And um, this is a pretty uh, thorough description, I think. American, light-skinned African-Americans, um, overweight, um, not huge, but just medium size. She says all yeah. four people inside so, yeah. the car were there, in the there, mid some, to late uh, 20s and that the thieves were wearing t-shirts and yeah. sweats and, and had no tattoos them. or Here's other distinguishing features. Now. But Onyx does. So this is her dog, Onyx. And I assume she's had Onyx for a long time. I'm going to assume she loves Onyx. That's not a face that's having me jump into traffic. I'm just saying it, all right? I'm saying it right now. I don't know that she has a face that have me jumping into traffic, but the dog definitely doesn't. No, Eric, you know, I take am it I being too hard here? No, is this, no. Is, okay. No, that's like uh, the the fucking uh, bad guys on Game of Thrones. That's what that looks like. <laughs> fucking. <Yeah. laughs> it looks like uh, the dog equivalent of Debo. Chinese <laughs> whisker. <laughs> like that is not a that's a face only a mother could love. Oh. Yeah, well, uh she does love him and uh the the story does have a half of a happy ending. They uh have uh, found Oh, now that. Oh, hang on a second. Hold <laughs> hold the phone, Eric Zane. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, what did I do? What did I do? Here we go. There Look at that. Uh, <laughs> it's so much cuter. Insane. That's way way cuter than Onyx. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, I would, he's pissed because I, I just woke him up. 
Yeah. I would dive well, in front of a moving car for that thing. Yeah, but 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 can your pet stump the joke, man? That's the real question. I'm glad you were able to show your dog on the show. But uh, in any case, uh, yeah, look, I think that, uh, the, like I was saying, there's a half a happy ending to this story. So they found one of the kidnappers, and uh, they're going to do, do some time for it. Uh, I would assume that uh, the tubby, light-skinned uh, kidnapper is going to roll over on the other three. But uh, they don't know where the dog is. They're not giving up the dog. So uh, she's still hoping to find Onyx. But uh, the uh, the kidnappers have been napped themselves. And that's what we like here. I don't know how closely you watch uh, Who Are These Broadcasters, Andy. We like people who get their comeuppance. Yeah. You know, people who have but- what's coming to them, you know? You're supposed to kidnap dog like Paris Hilton's dog yes. or Kim Kardashian's dog. People with money. You don't just yeah. snatch yeah. dogs not knowing what they're worth. I mean, <laughs> French bulldogs are cute and they I mean, they cost a pretty penny to adopt them. But the the ransom that you're going to get out of this woman is is it not worth it? I, I have to assume. Yeah, yeah. I, that's true. You steal a dog from a Kardashian, not from a lady who can't afford to eat inside when dining in downtown LA. Yeah. You know, she was at some <laughs> outdoor cafe and uh, they were able to snatch it. That's a, that's a great point. Well, we have a, another dog story, which I'm not going to lie. It's uh it's, a, it might be a little rough for the, for the dog lovers in the audience, but the uh, person involved really gets what's coming to him. So stick with this one. This is, uh, of course, from Florida, a place called Deltona, Florida, where, uh, unfortunately, I have family that lives there. Uh, go ahead and uh, read what uh, Reverend Shitstain Powerful Pooper has to say. As we prepare that, Reverend Shitstain Powerful Pooper, for through $2, says, dog nap my Anya, and you'll catch my uh, 40 Cal Smith & Wesson heater. I think that's what that stands for. And CB has a face that makes you push him into traffic. Thank you, Deng Lizard. Deng and Lizard. Uh, also, uh, shout out to Deng Lizard having Tukey in a captain's hat as uh, his. I don't think that that was his avatar last week. So, uh, yeah. Look, I, I didn't say that any of my kids or my wife would jump on the hood of the car to stop me. I, I think, uh, yeah. but oddly enough, I would jump on the hood of the car for one of my kids. I'm just not going to say which one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's see what happened in, uh, at a, at a gas station in uh, beautiful Deltona, Florida, just on a weekend afternoon. Let's see what's going on here. Chaos at a Deltona gas station. Get that dog away from here. It all started with a man accused of attacking his dog with a chain. He's beating the hell out of it for no reason. Poor dog. Cell phone video recorded by witnesses appears to show the suspect pick something up and swing it at the dog. You're recorded! The arrest report says witnesses also saw 31-year-old Jose Rivera punch the dog. It's getting very ugly. There's a whole bunch of guys getting ready to fight. Guys got a football and he's being very abusive. Several people stepped in to help. One of them grabbed the dog and put it in their car as they waited for deputies. This sparked a fight between Rivera and a few people. A few minutes went by before deputies showed up to calm the situation down. There he is when he's talking to the cops. So... Uh, the reason why th- this story is included is not for the hysterical uh, interaction with the dog, but just because uh, that guy got in a good punch that we yes. saw in the video. 
Some tells me that uh, the uh, that guy and his friends got in, you know, six or seven good punches. Holy yeah. shit! God damn it! Yeah, this is the type of thing. This is the type of person that you want something bad. Okay, finally the cops. Go ahead, put your knee on that guy. Yeah. All right, for God's yeah. sake. He's abusing an animal. Just throw him out into traffic. Fuck this. Yeah, this is the kind of suspect that the Billy Club was invented for. You know, it's okay to use it sometimes, okay? This would be one of those times. Yeah, why aren't we seeing videos of of cops just crucifying this fucker? You know, dousing him in gas, lighting him on fire. Everybody would love that. Yeah. I, I, I like how he pulled out the squeegee to defend yeah, yeah, himself. Right. That was my favorite part. I wanted to see yeah. somebody else. Somebody come at him with a snow brush, and then they're having some kind of showdown yeah. squeegee versus snow brush. Jumper uh, cables. Yeah. 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 yeah well, I, I believe it's a, it's, a, it's a new hack in some of the better video games that uh, one of the weapons you can select is a squeegee based on this. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, you just have to know how to use it. Uh, well, look, we're having fun. We're doing it. We're talking about... <laughs> We're talking about people who are getting what's due to them, but we'll also talk about how Reverend Shitstain Powerful Pooper sent $10. Sorry for forgetting to send you my segment, by the way, uh, Christian. It's all right. Any week you want to send it to me, I will be happy to. Uh, I I love, love Reverend Shitstain Powerful Pooper. I'm still afraid to send him the link, but I told him if he recorded. Look, how many segments did Hack Ride do that we put on the air before you finally enjoyed one, Eric? Like five. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was just barely. And now I've I've forgotten that I enjoyed it. So now I hate yeah. him again. Yeah, well, it's been a while, but uh, he will uh, hopefully uh, be back with us soon. Um, oh, we'll see how soon it might be. Uh, but uh, thank you, uh, Reverend Shitstain. You're uh, always welcome on this show as long as it's pre-recorded. Uh, but so here's a a would-be midday burglar who uh, definitely gets what's coming to them so we will uh, take a look and uh, this is in the great state of texas which is very important for a key moment in this video that it's in around 6 p.m oh, a man who claims to be a maintenance worker shows up outside yeah. an apartment door at a con- uh, yeah Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's uh, an extra in the movie. Yeah. Colors, for God's sake. <laughs> he really looks like a fucking maintenance worker. Yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna talk about the reason things were invented? This is the reason why you have the ring doorbell, or I guess this one's called Blink, uh, so that when this guy comes to your door, you're like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead and not opening it. But uh, he's uh, he's checking the the vents, is what he's claiming. At an apartment door at a complex off of Gannon Lane in Oak Cliff. Oh, yes, uh, they came to check your air filters. Ethan Rodriguez talks to Checking the man the through his doorbell camera. Like uh, no one can check air no, 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 yeah, we're checking the air filters. Rodriguez yeah. tells him no one is home and to come back another day. Oh, much appreciated. A few Our minutes phone. later, the man comes back, this Uh-oh. time with a friend, and they're armed. They're doing did maintenance. They- they're doing, they're yeah, doing that's maintenance. the kind of maintenance that, uh, uh, that these guys provide. It's a uh, ski mask maintenance crew. <laughs> I, I can think of an address that I've seen that uh, I wouldn't mind sending these guys to. Allegedly, it's just a joke. I don't mean it. I would never do that. You know, Rodriguez is home and had been on his phone talking to them through his doorbell camera. So that's what we call uh, Texas justice. <laughs> oh, now, what, now, was he shooting through the door or just he whip I, it open? I, 
I understand that uh, they were kicking it, so then he kicked, he flung the door open. Oh, talking to them oh, through no. his doorbell Let's camera. Do yeah. So I hurry up and check the camera the to see who was all at the door, and I saw him kicking the door with the firearm and fearing for mine and my brother's life. I just let the gun go. I don't want to uh, make a stance about gun ownership. I think it's a Second Amendment for a reason. But um, I, I hope that when this gentleman purchased a gun, they at least talk to him for a couple of minutes. Yes, you know? holy and, and holy Pulp Fiction. How did they miss him? <laughs> well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Dallas police say Rodriguez fired 13 rounds and the suspects fired back twice. No one was injured. That's the key is that the suspects were able to shoot back twice, but they also ran away. Everybody sucks at aiming in this. (laughs) Yeah. You want to. Yeah. I was talking about video games before. Somehow, somehow these, uh, these two robbers are non-player characters. It's it's an episode of the A team where everybody's opening fire and nobody dies. Nobody dies. Nobody nobody gets hit. Not even wounded. Or, or to keep Carl interested. It's like those guys are stormtroopers in star Wars, right? They can't shoot anything. Yeah, that one's, no, that no one's boss. <laughs> Great question from JFK Ed Chunk. You go ahead and uh, did the tell filters what did the filters get changed though? Holy shit! Yeah, well, <laughs> they they clean them the old fashioned way, uh, I, I suppose. And you know, we're talking about people who get their comeuppance, who get what's coming to them. Uh, one, the guy who's not in the mask, uh, because this video was shared so much on social media. He has been found uh, and uh, the, you know, I would assume he's going to sell out his uh, buddy in the ski mask. Uh, maybe he's even ski mask from the devil verse. I don't actually know. But uh, so, so far we're doing pretty good with uh, people, you know, getting in trouble for uh, their misdeeds. Let's, let's see if, uh, if we can add to this. New video shows the moment an unruly passenger on a flight from Orlando to Philadelphia dropped her pants in the middle of the aisle. Look at this video on your screen. By the way, have the two of you ever been happier for pixelation technology? For our audio audience, uh, Eric, talk a little bit about this lady who's uh, tired of waiting on the plane. Well, yeah, she's wearing a red shirt, so she looks like a big apple. And uh, so, yes, that she looks mind, like all five boroughs of the Big Apple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you suddenly see the pixelation is uh, is is tan colored and that's her ass. And it occupies a lot of of your view. And then, holy shit, you see it go down. What yeah. the hell? What is going on here? And if uh, if they if you have to pay for the pixelation by the square, uh, this probably put the newscast over budget because that is a that is a lot of pixelation. <laughs> let's let's find out what happened here in this happy day. Delphia dropped her pants in the middle of the aisle. Look at this video on your screen. Investigators say she also shouted multiple expletives and threatened to kill another passenger. Fox 35's Patrick Perez breaks down what happened. Flying can be stressful, especially on a holiday week. But what passengers aboard this flight witness is something that they're never going to forget. And neither will the young children who saw and heard it all. This Frontier Airlines passenger aboard a flight Monday from Orlando to Philadelphia sent shot. Sorry, uh, three bells just go off in your head when you hear that. One, Frontier Airlines. This is better than any flight I ever had on Frontier Airlines. And it's between the cities of Orlando and Philadelphia. So 
you know, basically you're filling up your trash and just bringing it to another dump and dumping it out somewhere else. And it kind of goes back and forth all day. So <laughs> I, I believe this lady lived in Orlando. I believe the flight landed in Orlando, but now, uh, there, I'm probably jumping ahead, but is she taking a shit on the floor? <laughs> <if> I... <laughs> so yeah, that's really what's happening here is that early in the flight, she wanted to sit in a different seat and they're like, no, that's not your seat. So uh, she tried to uh, tried a couple times to figure out how to not sit in her seat. Then when they landed or when they were landing, she wanted to use the bathroom and they didn't let her. So this is after several instances of her acting out as a very mild term. Uh, <laughs> I, they, on Frontier Airlines, they they did away with first class so that yeah. they could include no class. <laughs> <laughs> and JFK had chunk. Vince McMahon wants her number. Oh yes. Um, if you know, you know. You know, if you, likes, know uh-huh. you know, yeah. Right. They also they also set a uh, a world record for most airsick bags used on a flight. <laughs> so so this lady's, you know, she's yelling, she's carrying through the cabin. Not just with yeah. her words. Hey, Yeah, but also with her actions. Sorry, everybody. Oh, I love you. Sorry, everybody. The moment she yes. dropped her pants and squatted, I was in complete <laughs> shock. I couldn't believe what I was witnessing. Well, Red Miller was one of dozens of passengers who watched this. Oh, yeah. So um, the uh, the end result is Spirit Airlines offered everyone on that flight 10,000 extra points, which, I mean, you know, that's like. That's like handing me a you know a fistful of monopoly money when I'm walking into a casino in Vegas. You know what am I going to do with ten thousand Spirit Airline points? I mean, just the idea of some stewardess coming up with one of those little teeny tiny cups and trying to like flip it into there to get it the fuck out. And, uh, just so so many so many visuals come to mind. The fact that she's set her like a uh, uh, sweatshirt down. Sorry, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> and this guy's like, oh no. <laughs> Well, the uh, it actually took like a month or so, but uh, this lady has been charged uh, with a crime, and uh, you know, I I I wonder if she'll do time, but uh, I do feel like she will uh, be able to shit wherever she wants if she does do uh, any time. Um, this uh, next story uh, does involve it, well, somebody you I was going to say a celebrity, somebody who was a celebrity, you know, like thirty years ago. Um, it's less about the story than uh, the reaction one of the anchors has. Uh, so as, as uh, people may remember the band Hootie and the Blowfish, and uh, last week Hootie got himself into some trouble because I guess that uh, Hootie enjoys a little bit more Blowfish than maybe he used to, you know? Okay. Maybe he, you know, he came into some money. But uh, I want you guys to listen very closely to how – the male anchor reacts uh, as this story begins. Headlines, country music star and Hootie and the Blowfish frontman Darius Rucker. Did you hear he's, uh, he gave a, ooh. <laughs> Just listen for it again. Because this is as this headshot comes up, which by the way, let's put it this way. There's four of us on the screen right now. Hootie is not fourth in terms of attractiveness. Some would say number one. Uh, Anthony Cumia would say definitely four, but uh, let's listen. Again. Entertainment headlines: Country music star and Hootie and the Blowfish frontman Darius Rucker was arrested for misdemeanor drug charges in Tennessee. 
Yeah. Oh. So literally the only reason I pulled the clip was because I was looking for a fun clip and there wasn't one. But uh, then uh, I heard the way that guy reacted. And uh, look, I guess he's looked better. You know. Yeah, I think but... he's uh, I think he's baseball hat all the time guy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's Ron Howard. You're right. Baseball, he is baseball hat, hat all the time, time guys. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think I think he can actually walk around without a hat on and people won't even know who he fucking is without the baseball hat on. So I don't know. You're right. I, I've never seen him without one. Yeah, no, no, I think you're right. And, uh, you know, the last time that he did walk around without a hat, perhaps uh, he had some hair. You know, this was, uh, you know, maybe in in the heyday. Right. So uh, I don't know. I hope that uh, Hootie doesn't do any time, though. Uh, because no, it was just uh, a misdemeanor pot charge. Yeah, it, you know, it's and, Tennessee. So he had yeah. uh, he had marijuana, which that's one of those states where you still can't have that. Yeah, which is crazy. stupid. I did hear that he also had some psychedelic mushrooms. And ah. look. If we need mushrooms to get through a Hootie and the Blowfish concert, what do you think he needs to do to be able to get through? Exactly. To play those goddamn songs. Jesus. Come on. Hashtag Um, justice for Hootie. That's what I (laughs) feel. How's a, I I feel like you're not being remiss in your duty, Eric. How are the, uh, how are the super chats going today? Anybody biting in the last little bit? We've had no one that actually wants to say anything insulting about you uh, or me or Carl or Andy. Uh, this is a the, great week to get show. me to I'll, I'll insult Andy. If you give us enough money, I mean, he understands it goes with the territory, you know? know yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's, uh, let's see what, uh, when authority figures perhaps try and take advantage of, uh, their positions. Uh, this uh, story is about, uh, a judge who, uh, you know, look, a judge can certainly be on any dating app. But uh, you should really think before you swipe on certain people. Court judge Cynthia Lopez stepped down from a child custody case after a parent, Sydney Sutherland, accused her of making advances through a swingers app. <laughs> Sutherland claimed that a woman named right. Cynthia contacted her on the app, revealing herself as Judge Lopez. <laughs> this led to the judge's recusal. The matter has been brought to the attention of the State Office of Court Administration. <laughs> Sutherland's legal history including past assault charges and a lawsuit against the NYPD, adds complexity to the situation. Yeah, maybe a little. Judge Lopez has been replaced in the custody case, and the matter is under review. Oh, my God. But the new judge is definitely going to fuck that girl. So, you know, things oh happen. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think that, uh, look, uh, we all understand that there's moments where perhaps a fog comes over you and maybe you're not thinking clearly. But when you're a judge, you probably shouldn't be hitting on somebody whose uh, child custody case you're hearing. Yeah, you know, I mean, Jesus. Oh, my God. I, you know, you you hear about this more and more, like uh, people that you wouldn't expect suddenly are are, um, are are doing things like this, maybe an OnlyFans page or maybe a situation like this. And uh, it, yeah. it seems like uh, everywhere you turn around, it's like uh, how many of your kids' teachers aren't doing this? Like they're the odd ones out, it seems. <laughs> Yeah, it's not so bad. I like that her lingerie uh, outfit was just basically the spirit Halloween version of a judge's yeah. robe. <laughs> a judge yeah. in her yeah, I, believe, I believe the packaging says uh, flirty judge or inappropriate yeah. judge. Well, Andy, you know, we brought you on today because we're going to have some apologies very shortly. Yes. But also you're here today because you provided me with a clip from the Great White North. And uh, 
we're we're going to see what we can do about taking down Canada in the next uh, five minutes. Um, do you want to set it up, or do you feel that the uh, clip really speaks for itself? Yeah, I, I mean, all I would say is I can't believe the direction that Canada is heading with the, their media and the censorship. It, it's really wild, and the the clip does speak for itself. But I, I just yeah. I, I wouldn't fathom that this is what's going on up there. This well. Kind of- uh, I mean, uh, allegedly their biggest export is a potato. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe things, maybe, maybe uh, Canada seen better times. Yeah. But I want you to watch this carefully. Uh, Eric, I know you haven't seen this here in uh, the good old US of A. We would call this entrapment. So a uh, reporter is trying to talk to a politician. Let's see how that goes. How come the IRDC is not a terrorist group? Why is your government supporting Because that cop or whatever, yeah, I assume he's a police officer, bumped into the reporter. It continues, but uh, want to make sure our audio audience knows what just happened. There. Okay, yeah, the, the cop didn't. You know, he didn't bump into the cop. No, the cop like body checked him. What are you talking about? Police, you're under arrest. How am I under arrest? You bumped into me. You pushed into me. You bumped. I was just scrubbing. I got my credentials here, and you just yep. bumped into me. I'm in the media. So police, me. you're under arrest. What is your name in your bag? Yeah. Why am I under arrest? He blocked my way. What? I was just swimming uh, Christian Freeland. So my question is, uh, how was he not given a citation for calling himself a journalist wearing that hat? You know, I mean, I think that uh, that's clearly the bigger crime here. You right. Know? And, and uh, oh my God. I was so put off by this clip that uh, I'm showing it in the way where people can actually see. If you want to read more about his legal fight for this, you can uh, check out standwithdavid.com. I don't believe that uh, he was treated fairly. Police officer, you're under arrest. What is your name and your badge number? Assaulting the police. How is that possible? I was doing like an interview. You assaulted me three years ago. Can I have the microphone? Can I have the microphone? Meanwhile, the cameraman's like, hey, 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 that's going to come out of my paycheck if you <laughs> if you lock him up with that. Yeah. Do so, what you want to the guy, but can I have the microphone back? Yeah, I don't um, I don't believe that anything has happened. And and, and look, honestly, I think uh, in, in this country, I, I feel like it probably much wouldn't happen either. Uh, but there would be some outri- outrage. But I feel like in Canada, they watch that and they go like, well, yeah, you shouldn't have checked into him, eh? You know, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts when you saw that, Andy? You're the one who sent it to me. Yeah, he was under arrest for not saying sorry when he bumped into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, it's outrageous. The, he's he doesn't even see the guy. The guy jumps in his way. He sets a pick, lets the guy walk into him, and then says he was assaulting him. He didn't even know he was there. How is that assault? Like it, it's a bunch of horse shit to inconvenience that reporter and get him away from the politician. It's Gestapo bullshit that's happening in Canada right now. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And uh, I mean, we can, we can joke about it and it's fun, but you're right. This is, this is fucking horrible. Yeah. I, um, I've, uh, 
I, I've uh, I've upset Canadians in the past on various shows I'm on where I point out that they don't even have uh, freedom of the press. They don't really have freedom of the speech, uh, freedom of the speech, but freedom of speech. They don't. They don't yeah, I feel like that's like you the Canadian be, way to call. You it. Don't need yeah, to look, be, they call a bathroom a washroom, so obviously they call things crazy freedom shit. of the I'm sorry, speech. Andy, what were you saying? I want to be freedom from your speech. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, so that clip, when I saw it, it uh, it definitely stayed with me. And then uh, I saw another one, which uh, we've we've shown on the show before. We've all seen them. The porch pirate videos, videos from ring doorbell cams, whatever people who run up and steal packages from your porch. And those videos can help you try to identify the people who steal from you. But in Canada, uh, this is not a practice that uh, that they are particularly fond of. Post the images yourself, because uh, uh, you have to remember that in Canada we have a presumption of innocence, and posting that picture could be a violation of private life. Instead, he says, yeah. if anything is stolen, call nine one one. If you get yeah. some proof that somebody might have stolen something, then call the police. Give the proof to the police, and then we'll do the, the investigation. We're, we'll bring that person to justice, and we'll file some charges. You cannot. By the way, I didn't know wow. what that this is. What uh, former Montreal Expos mascot Yuppie sounded like? But uh, I feel like that's his voice. Um, and I know he's the Canadians mascot now. God, but I so, um, I, I so badly want to throw in a Bob and Doug reference, but it's just too old. Yeah. God damn it! Well. Uh, well, I, I'm going to the brewery, and you go to the loony bin, eh? Uh, so, in any case, the idea that he's like, well, you know, yeah, don't post the video and uh, get some evidence and give it to the police. Well, I have evidence. Yeah, right. Apparently, this isn't a law even in Canada because the, the news broadcast, obviously, from Canada uh, still showed it, you know? But he's like, no, this, that's really, that's you know, you're assuming that someone's innocent, uh, until the moment that I don't know, you have a video of them stealing something. So. Yeah. Appa apparently, yeah. they have to have their hand on the knife that's sticking out of your back before the cops will arrest somebody in Canada. Right. But, but if a, if a cop bumps a reporter, then the reporter's in trouble. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 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 we should talk to the potato about all of right. this. Although I know he watches Canada closely from Minnesota. That's where, where he uses his binoculars, but I think he knows an awful lot and I'll give a shout out to Cardiff. If anybody hasn't seen his uh, special on Ed, the sock uh, Canadian personality, definitely check it out. Uh, so uh, there you go, Cardiff. I got in a plug and you're not even on the show. <laughs> go ahead with this one. Christian. Andy, two-faced lying bastard for a buck ninety-nine wrote Dracula podcasting with two mall cops. I'm gonna go out on a limb and think that he thinks I'm Dracula, right? Or is he thinking I guess, yeah. I, I mean, but, I've got the I got that kind of like flip going on my hair. Maybe by the way, why. if I if I could make his avatar bigger, I would. His two-faced lying bastard avatar. Is two pictures of Carl, <laughs> and I believe they're the pictures from Carl's old work where uh, that John likes to share. You know, his old uh, employer. Yep. Dang uh, lizard for five, whatever that is, euros. I don't know. Uh, says I, Christian Platt, would like to apologize for my behavior in recent years. I admit that I cheated on my wife, but these were adult women, not children. See, Dang Lizard always gets it. 
That's the bit. And right now, with at five euros, he has dictated what I'm going to say uh, at the end of the show. So uh, if if somebody else has a five dollar or five euro, then I don't know. Then maybe we'll have them fight to the death. But keep those super chats coming. And um, I don't know. I was going to try to say more, but you're right. It's sad when you keep asking for the super chats, yeah, but I do like when we wanna, get them because who's that guy? everybody's There's so funny. I'm surprised guy. that nobody's had anything to say about Canada, though. You know, <laughs> we're we're being we're being a little rough on uh, Canada here, but I think that the the real crime that I'm going to present in my case against Canada here on who are these broadcasters is there's no shortage of funny people that have came from Canada, possibly a potato. Uh, you know, you don't have to go through everybody from SCTV, you know, all, all, all the second city. There's so many people, kids in the hall. I get it. Uh, trailer park boys. But I think your average Canadian is just not funny. And we're going to see that in a clip that uh, I actually saved uh, from last week. Uh, let's see what happens when something goes astray in the studio. And uh, Eric, this kind of lends itself to sometimes those moments feel a little bit less than genuine. Uh, it's nice this morning. Your participation. <laughs> I can't do this. So it says what? on the screen trying to keep people active. Try activity number 101, swinging. <laughs> Your participation activity today is swinging. <laughs> it was acceptable back when Hal and Joanne were oh, kind no. of the face of participation. I mean, the male anchor bowled over. <laughs> like, I feel like he might have a kidney stone. Go to the dollar store and get a fishbowl. Oh, oh <laughs> swinging at a playground. Ah, hey. fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, put your keys in a bowl. Yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. I, okay. Unfortunately. Like swingers. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> Eric did so it. Either way, you get your activity in for the day, I guess. But still laugh. Well, good cardio. Oh, my God. Is Calgary the least funny part of Canada? The best, they say. Oh. Oh. Just, uh, just really? really? <laughs> Looking for a window to jump out of. Look at this. Yeah, he flew the I want to say, but. Uh, no, by all means, <laughs> what's stopping you? Come on. Okay. Get it all right, together. Let's enough. Yeah, get, get it together, together you fucking idiots. I mean, I get it that sometimes something strikes you as funny, and when you know you have to stop laughing, it's impossible. Right. But, I mean, moderately amusing. This this yeah. idea. I mean, maybe because it's a newscast, it's usually buttoned up, buttoned down, whatever, whichever way you want to put your fucking buttons. Um, Andy, am I missing something? Was that funnier than I thought it was? I, I, I you're an outsider. I want to see what you think. <laughs> I think it was less funny than everybody thought that it was. But yeah, I, didn't I, I only laughed at the at the one guy laughing. It, it yeah. itself yeah. wasn't that funny. And yeah, that it, it wasn't as funny as that guy thought it was. But I did see that. Uh, suggestion 102 is pegging for tomorrow. <laughs> well, now that's a great way to keep active. That's absolutely the case. All right. Well, we're uh, we're getting closer to uh, finally diving into some of the apologies. Let's head over to who are these talk shows? I said, can you dig it? I think so.
So uh, Megyn Kelly uh, used to be considered a, a newscaster, maybe a pundit at one point, but now she's a talk show host. Basically, she has a serious show where they flip a camera on and uh, we occasionally share clips from it. Um, but uh, watch this clip and you tell me if uh, perhaps Ms. Kelly might be like the great John Lovitz would say, jealous. Uh, let's take a look, see what she has. Stopped and look at, looked at the latest pictures of Lauren Sanchez who's engaged to Jeff Bezos. I don't know what she's done to herself, but she looks nothing like she used to look. Well, yes, when she was younger, but even when she first started to date him, I don't know what's happened to the cheeks. The breasts are out to here. The face is pulled and <laughs> prodded. That outfit. She's going like out in a lingerie now. This is the latest video. thing to wear a thong underwear and a sexy bra and just some lace overlay on top of it, which is like, I'm sorry, but she looks like a hooker. That is, you look. Yeah, the richest guy in the world yeah. should have a girlfriend, fiance that looks like a hooker, right? That um, you would have to. And they, Bezos is a super villain. Of course, she's gonna dress like that. And by the way, she looks fucking great, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, look, I don't, I don't. You know, we're not, uh, we're not here to uh, age shame in any way. But uh, there's two people in the clip that we're looking at right now. And I'm just going to say one of them looks a lot different than they used to. All right. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names, but uh, it happens. And yes, her boyfriend fiance is the richest man in the world. So uh, she can probably get uh, some, some very nice work done, you know, but uh, wasn't Megan Kelly, uh, you know, a mouthpiece, eye candy paid to be paid to look good on television yes you know? so yes and and the uh the reason why she was so effective at it is because she like legitimately went to law school and uh so she uh unlike a lot of people from the network she uh used to work for she at least had ideas in their heads but sometimes maybe you know they weren't uh, the best and brightest but she was definitely uh, she definitely got that job based on her law degree yeah Right, That's exactly. Right. Yeah, I'm sure all the guys that graduated law school with her uh, also got I will jobs. Say, <laughs> I will say she still looks great. She does. But, great. I mean, I don't, but that's annoying to me when she does that, all that catty bullshit. It's like, come on. I know. Also, it's like, like she looks like a hooker. I believe uh, Megan Kelly sounds like one of the girls at the beginning of Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Did you see Lawrence Sanchez? <laughs> E.B. Nay. I was trying to think. I'm like, wait, is he trying to trick me into saying something? Two pounds. Weatherman joke in response was so effing staged. Yeah, you, you see that quite a bit. Well, he had definitely seen on the rundown, like, and here's what the word's going to be. It's like swingers. Oh, yeah, fucking got it. A reference that even Eric Zane's not going to get. <laughs> right on. Right on. Well, uh, there's all kinds of talk shows. And for some reason, Kelly Clarkson has one of them. And for some reason... When she had Kelsey Grammer on the show, which uh, not speaking ill of Kelsey Grammer, he's provided decades of entertainment for me. And I was going to say in my family, but that's not really true just for me. Uh, but this is what they felt like they needed to do when uh, Kelsey Grammer was in studio with the, the girl I just said, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Y'all know how this goes. Oh, no, he's singing. Call in tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. 
So my question for both of you is, um, which one of them uh, do you feel like had a had a better voice 20 years ago? Uh, <laughs> and which one do you think is closest to the voice they had? It's uh, it's not funny. It's not fun. It's not pleasant to listen to. But no. uh, they and by the way, the theme song is like 30 seconds on the show. They do like a two and a half minute rendition of it. Oh, um, do you guys want to hear more? <laughs> sure. No, no, no. Well, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Uh, whatever. whatever you guys do. And that's just the part where it would end normally. And I went on the show. Just imagine you're a fan. Yeah, give it up for the fans. They've managed to keep down their lunch. Kelsey and Kelly Clark are just jamming out to toss salad and scrambled eggs. I uh, I've um, I've been sitting on that one for a while and I uh, probably didn't need to play it, but it's just what passes for entertainment these days. I, right. I guess that who's I, the, I who's know. delighted by that? What, what what's the the diagram of where the audience for Kelsey Grammer and Kelly Clarkson intersect and they're just like blown away by Kelly Clarkson dumbing it down because somebody that can sing trying to sing something that is that has like zero melody is it's difficult for somebody that can sing to sing like shit and uh she yeah. sounded like shit and he <laughs> sounded like, I, I, I don't that's, i don't know why they did care i don't know uh, why i, 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 I think this was another example of hey look what we can do we're gonna do something kitschy I, and fun you know i thought i thought for a second uh andy was making reference to uh how he saw me perform live with the isotopes back in june but then i realized you were talking about the clip and uh that was the bad singing you were Wait, talking that, about that happened that happened oh, you're dead <laughs> oh no yeah carl carl asked me do you sing and i said not well and he says perfect i'm like okay when I delivered, did, by the what way. song did you sing uh surrender by cheap trick and i'll tell you what like kelsey Grammer in that clip i had a lot of fun yeah. Did, was it just like, hey, what song can you sing? Or did he just say, we're going to play Surrender and you're no, singing? No, no, no. I, I sing that song karaoke. So at least I was familiar with where I can't hit the notes. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, there's a, I have I have video of that. And if we ever have a Patreon, I'll put that on a tier. So that'll yeah. make sure that no one signs oh, up for it. Oh, God. Yeah, I want to rip you a new asshole with that one. Holy there shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't throw stones. I can't sing worth shit. I can. Nor can <laughs> yeah, I. You knew get better out. than to get up for Isotopioki. Anyway, <laughs> Dang Lizard, go ahead and. Uh, I just that. learned. First of all, I just learned that five euros is more. Is like five dollars and thirty-seven cents. Did not know that. Yep. Uh, I, I, Christian Blatt, apologize that people were made to believe in the false narrative. These videos were completely computer generated, and I did not cause be those kids. Okay. <laughs> well. So now he sent us two that are both five euros. So now right. I'm not really sure which one I should read yeah. if we don't get any. I guess he's trying to make me read both, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, read both. It's fine. And thank you to Captimer08. I think I'm saying that right for the $4. Appreciate that. You're not yeah. doing it right, but we'll take $4 it. $4 with another no comment. dollar. And, and then another dollar. What are you doing there? You're just giving money away. Holy Please. shit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Eric and I get the four dollar one, and Andy will give you the one dollar one. I think that's yes, terrific. Yeah. That's fair. Um, well, our uh, the great, the great Larry David, um, 
made some headlines uh, this week. He uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm did come back for allegedly its final season. I guess this is the final, final season. Um, and uh, we'll get to a clip that everybody's talking about, but I came across this one first. He was really, I mean, God bless Larry David. He doesn't need a, another nickel. And yet he's out there really pushing this new season of Curb. He's being a good soldier for HBO. So much so that he's on Morning Joe. And uh, Joe Scarborough has to uh, make an apology to Larry David, who's there with Susie Essman, who's also from Curb. Uh, it, it can't be here. She's with her daughter who's, who's celebrating a birthday. She loves you guys so much. Can I ask a question? How old is her daughter? Uh, 28. So she has to be. It's not like she's 12 and she's celebrating a birthday and you have to be there. Yeah. 28, she's an adult. Yeah, it almost sounds like a... Uh, she didn't really want to be here, I think. Not a lot. Tell my daughter's birthday. It was, okay, it was, Who do you think you're talking to? It was okay. the best excuse I could go with. Yeah. And well, by the way, I feel like show. it's not really... Go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Matt, I was just going to say, that's the goddamn show. That's the show right there. I love yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, no, no. And, you know, is it really a disappointment if you go on that show and Mika Brzezinski's not there? I mean, <laughs> you still got to talk to Joe, but, you know, it could be it. Uh, it could be worse. Uh, all right. So this is where we get into uh, Andy Q. Public's wheelhouse. We're going to get into some uh, apology territory uh, first. Let's see what happened while Larry David was calmly, allegedly, calmly uh, waiting for his segment to begin on the Today Show uh, while they were finishing up with uh, Elmo. And I guess the other Muppet is Elmo's dad. It's been a, been a minute since Sesame Street's been on in our house. I did not realize that uh, this was his dad. But Elmo and his dad are on the Today Show. And let's see what uh, Larry David thinks about that. You know, he gives it a. Over to Alfred, check of the weather. And oh, not yet, not wait, yet, wait, wait, not wait, not wait, 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 wait. No weather yet. So Larry David isn't, he didn't just punch Elmo. He's like throttling him. He's choking the life. Like the, the Muppeteer who's working Elmo probably has bruises on his hand. Uh, and he's really going to town on him. And then he he walks off. He storms off. Very proud of himself. Look how happy Larry is. Ask permission. Ask permission before you touch people. Elmo doesn't know what to do. Elmo's dad is trying to throw. Oh, you got to ask permission before you touch people. All right. And Al Roker, God bless him. Seems like a really nice guy. He once emceed an awful talent show I was part of. Uh, Really sweet guy. Uh, and uh, this is a, that was a great point, Kelly Riddle. Why isn't Tukey here for this? Uh, yeah. Tukey is officially too big for our show, right? So we all should try right. and reach and try and achieve Tukey status. We just <laughs> haven't been so lucky. Just talk about how you feel. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> almost trying to explain here. He's trying to talk about how important mental health is. He wants to talk about how you're feeling and. Clearly, uh, Larry wanted to let Elmo know how he was feeling. Nobody knows what to do. Oh, now. That's the best part. Too far this time. Yes, Larry. Somebody had to do it. Oh. Is anybody really surprised? It. Yeah, you hear Larry on mic. Somebody had to do it. He's going to sue y'all for the teaser. I'm going to sue him for. <laughs> yeah. So now he's ready oh. to. So Elmo's dad. 
if you can follow this. This is this is a a, a court case about as likely to happen as yes, uh, yes. John suing Rocco. That's right, Louie. Oh, now really doesn't know how to get to the weather. All right, let's let's show show you what's happening weather-wise. Didn't see that coming. Uh No, not even the great Al Roker. Yeah, coming. Boy, you know what's funny is is they they they're acting like shocked, not shocked, but they always go on like a little too long. I wish there could be just one person on the set to say, "Yeah, it's about time somebody did that." But they're all just kind of getting out of his way and. And I and I'm I for one had no idea Elmo had a father. Who knew Elmo had a fucking I mean, father? I, well, good. I'm. You know what? A lot of a lot of Muppets come from broken homes, so I'm glad that that is a he, that Elmo comes from a two parent home. Oh. You know, so I think that's important. Go ahead and read DeWired, Christian. DeWired writes Elmo was born out of his mom's ass because her pussy was too busy. <laughs> Okay, I kind of wish that was the high super chat of the day, but uh, I'm glad you got to read it. All right, so we have two more clips of Larry David in the the aftermath of this. The first, this is from the Today Show, just shortly thereafter. Do you have something you want to say to Elmo? And I would look at look at the camera and please. And from your give heart, him, give him a camera from, shot. From where? From yeah. your heart. Oh, okay. Right. Go ahead. We're ready. What, what, not taking what this organ are you talking about? Yeah, just, from your heart. Okay. Go ahead. Say you're sorry. Elmo. Larry. I just want to apologize. <laughs> Larry. That's very Elmo, big of you. Elmo accepts your apology, Larry. Thank God. Okay. Okay. And Louie, will you drop the lawsuit? Elmo accepts your apology. Oh, he accepts it. Okay, cool. Okay, Elmo. Thank you. You are such a sweetheart. Thank you, Elmo. We're sorry. Elmo, Larry, you are not. Have you ever heard that? I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I know you are. We can tell that you are. All right. Could there be better promotion for a final season of Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. than Larry going on the Today Show yeah. and choking up? I only wish that uh, they were doing one more season so they could incorporate the footage in a future episode. Yeah. I'm sorry oh, that I tried to make your show entertaining and watchable. Right. Exactly. Cookie. I mean, you know, that, that show's been on like 75 years. Why would they want to start now? All right. He should have so, fucking finger banged him. <laughs> I like how Elmo's I... dad has the uh, the Mike Morse soul patch too. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good. All right. So again, Larry was making the rounds. We saw he did MSNBC. He did the Today Show, and then he went on with uh, Seth Meyers. And uh, Seth wants to talk to him about this. Happened with Elmo, Larry? The clip is sort of going around online, Larry. You can't hide from this anymore. It seemed as though uh, the Today Show crew was interviewing Elmo, and uh, and you decided before your interview to walk on set and and throttle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I, uh, I, Elmo was talking. Yeah. Okay. I was waiting to be interviewed, and Elmo was. Yeah. And you know what? What? I would do it again. 
<laughs> that right there is a key takeaway. So, so Andy, as uh, one of the two hosts, you and Joe Sixpack of uh, All Apologies podcast that can be found everywhere that you find your podcast, where does this rank on the apology meter? There's the original barely sincere, but he does say to Elmo, I'm sorry. But then when he's hanging out with his buddy Seth Myers that night, he says, oh, I would definitely do it again. Yeah, yeah. This falls into the 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 best kind of apology, which is the I don't I don't mean any of this apology. That those are the most fun to discuss because yeah, I it, it, he's cut from that same cloth of the people that don't like Tukey, right? There's the people that are delighted by uh childlike wonder and people that are grown ass adults that don't have time for this horseshit. But Larry David's running out of time. He doesn't need to hear Elmo talk about mental health. Yeah. I, for one I think if, if, it, yeah, if a psychologist was on talking about mental health, Larry wouldn't have gone to choke him, you <laughs> yeah. know? but you're right. Not everybody hey, appreciates we know, the childlike maybe. wonder of puppets. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Eric? I was going to say, as far as we know, Larry may have, he may <laughs> have choked true. out. Yeah. But no, it does seem like uh, if, if uh, if Kevin Brandon was there, I'd be like, Elmo's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Shut up, Elmo. What are you fucking doing? You're just a puppet. And now JFK Headchunk comes in with $10. Go ahead, Eric. I, Christian Blatt, think most Canadians only deserve to receive half of their Amazon orders and should not have a free press. The truckers were wrong and should apologize to Justin Trudeau. <laughs> So that is your clubhouse leader and a follow-up for a buck night 99. I don't know if that's EB nigh or nay or E. I'm trying to figure out what it is. I'm trying to make sure it's not code for something. I, yeah. I don't know. I can't. Does that seem like anything to you, Andy? No. It's uh, up and up. Yeah. Didn't an Ewok F Al Roker in the leg once. I think, uh, I, I, I think there was, I do remember something like that. I'm going to look for that. Uh, and that'll be a way to make sure that Carl watches our show next week. If we're going to have a clip of an Ewok humping Al Roker's legs. Uh, all right. So that's our first apology down. Uh, we'll see if uh, we've got a clip coming up uh, in a moment. We'll see if it uh, ends up with a, an apology. I don't think so, but let's head on over to politics first. A lot of people talking about Christian and Carl's segment, making it great with who are these politics? And uh, our first clip is uh, from our buddy, Eric Zane. This is uh, Senator Tom Cotton. He's talking to the CEO of TikTok. And uh, the CEO of TikTok does an excellent job explaining his background. And uh, Tom Cotton seems like one of those boys that uh, ladies that your mom warns you about. He is not going to take no for an answer. So uh, let's uh, check out this uh, interaction between Tom Cotton and honestly, the guy who's a CEO of TikTok. You really want me to try and say his name? No, you don't. So uh, let's check this out. You said today, as you often say, that you live in Singapore. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Yep. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever okay. applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I served my nation asked, in Singapore. I, no, I, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two, two and a half years in Singapore. Do you have any other? Do, do you feel like this line of questioning has already exceeded where the end was, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he really wants to him to cop to the fact that TikTok is Chinese psyop. 
Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately, the CEO of TikTok is too smart to fall for that. Yeah. All, yeah. all this guy has to say is, look, I can see your eyes and I know you're a Chinaman. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's music to my ears. Boy, are you going to love our Hall of Fame clip? But let's listen to the rest of this. Other, do you have any other passports? Do you have any other passports? No, for me. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's have correct. You, have you ever applied for American citizenship? Not, no, not yet. Yeah. All right. That's a good answer. Not yet. That sounds like an honest answer. He's like, yeah, probably as soon as it's good for taxes, I will. Okay. okay have you Cotton. ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. <laughs> have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, Senator. Again, okay. I'm Singaporean. Have you ever eaten Chinese food? <laughs> what are you doing? No. Again, I only eat Singaporean food. I Did you see how... Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? No, I only watch Singaporean movies. I love how Tic Tac guy is just incredulous with the question line. He's just making Cotton look like such a fucking dick by yeah. repeatedly just saying, no, dude, come on. Yeah, I know. And, and he's just hoping that he gets the slip up where there's, uh, you know, one of those uh he accidentally says yes i mean no but uh it doesn't uh does not seem to work but um <laughs> i i wasn't sure if you were going to read those eric <laughs> yeah. oh read what i don't know what you're talking about my my okay. mouse was, my mouse was acting up yeah we that that happens on our show more than other shows andy yeah. that um sometimes Eric, uh, you know, the, the enter key just gets stuck yeah, and chats come up that we don't intend to share. I'm not, audience, I'm not so. trying to put these, these yeah. up. Just, just realize that you might be uh, ski- screenshotted with some of those, but here's a good one. Those ain't real dude. Haven't you ever seen a Kung Fu movie? That was all right. You know? All right. So we'll see uh, what, you know, I don't know how good you are at predicting possible, uh, possible apologies, Andy, but I feel like Tom Cotton's not coming out in in, in favor of apologizing on that one, right? Oh no, he's pr- he's very proud of his line of questioning. Yeah, no, he wants absolutely. he wants uh, TikTok to apologize to him. <laughs> he didn't go viral when he was flossing or whatever the fuck is yeah. going on oh, over there. Nicola, Nicola has a great point. What about pandas? Nicola, please stay tuned to the end of the show. Yeah. There may be some pandas. That's all I'm going to say. We're focused right here. Uh, somebody who did make an apology is uh, New York Congressman Jamal Bowman. And uh, here's a clip from last fall. He was eventually uh, uh, censured by the House of Representatives uh, for this behavior. He did come out and apologize. But this is this falls under the barely an apology apology where, uh, you know, he tries to say, no, I'm too stupid to have done the thing that you thought I did. But here's a news piece from last fall that I think explains what happened to Jamal Bowman. Bowman, who represents much of the Bronx in Westchester County, is under investigation for pulling a fire alarm before the House voted on the funding bill earlier this evening. A camera captured Bowman pulling the alarm. He says it was an accident and told reporters he was trying to get through a door, thinking the alarm would open it. He later released a statement reading in part, quote, 
Today, I was rushing to make a vote. I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I'm embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused, but I want to be very clear, this was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. So I find uh, the apology to be very telling. Because uh, if you know the uh, circumstances, this was right before a very important vote that uh, a lot of Democrats weren't in favor of. So his solution was, in fact, to pull the fire alarm. So he was censored, censured, easy for me to say, for that behavior. So, I, love, I love how he's in front of one of those doors that has that bar that you just run into it and the door opens up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, well, this little tiny red lever must be how the door that says yeah. that says fire. Do not pull. Yeah. <laughs> so he can't be removed from the House of Representatives for that behavior. So he's just censured. Um that that seems like, you know, that one wasn't even on your radar, Andy, right? I had to bring you to bring that to your attention. I think you brought it to my attention first, and then I saw a news piece about it. But yeah, yeah that that is absurd. It's a, it's a bunch of horse shit. They're all it's all they're just playing games. They're doing anything except their fucking jobs over there. And for this guy to be like, oh, I, I thought the cherry bombs were supposed to go into the toilet right before the vote. That's what that's essentially <laughs> what he's saying. It's like fuck that, you, dude. That is essentially I, what he's saying, and. Uh, you know, as if that wasn't enough. And uh, go ahead. Are, are you going to read that one? <laughs> ding dong. Enough? Ding dong. Duh. Says fire. Damn. I thought it said pussy. <laughs> so as if that wasn't enough, you know, Jamal Bowman felt like he had done enough apologizing and uh, I couldn't find any good news stories on this. So uh, when I can't find good news sources, I go to CNN.com. And uh, this story, uh, Jamal Bowman says that he regrets. There's a fucking Beanie Baby ad at the top of it. Uh, J- Jamal Bowman says he regrets his blog that touted 9-11 conspiracy theories. And this is Jamal Bowman. You get a good close-up of him here. Uh, this is... I don't know, Al Roker before the gastric bypass, basically. That's, <laughs> that's the look for our, our audio audience. So, so yes, he was censored by the House last year, and uh, he's trying to explain these blog posts, and we'll talk a little bit about them. Uh, over a decade ago, as I was debating diving into a doctoral degree, I explored a wide range of books, films, and articles across a wide swath of the political spectrum, and processed my thoughts in a personal blog that few people ever read. Yes, but then this is me editorializing. When you decide to uh, run for elected office, might be the time to uh, get rid of uh, those posts. And look, it doesn't seem like it was easy to find. Relentless-strongback.blogpost.com. And this went on through 2014. The problem is that these aren't just theories and opinions this is basically this is basically free verse poetry that he does so in one that is titled recapitulate he uh, contemplates decades of history before spiraling into 9-11 conspiracy theories including the belief building seven fell in a planned demolition ah yes there it is 2001 
planes used as missiles target the Twin Towers. Later in the day, Building 7 also collapsed. Sick. Collapsed. Hmm. Multiple explosions heard before and during the collapse. Hmm. Um, I don't, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, poetry sucks, but this is like the worst poetry that anybody's ever put out there. This is what he needs to be embarrassed about is these fucking poems, regardless of the subject matter. Yeah. Oh, slam poetry. He's going to read this. At the, <laughs> oh, at a no. Black yeah, no, if Jamal Bowman is doing slam poetry open mic, I will I'll fly to DC to be there. Uh, he talks about minimal damage that was caused in the Pentagon, which by the way killed 125 people. Uh the flight 93 killed 44 people. And then he uh just to uh you know, put a bow on it. He says we blamed Osama went to war in Iraq, captured Saddam, killed him. Bin Laden is Afghan. So we went to war there, too. Uh, he's apologized for these, but I've read the apology for you already. Um, Andy, this wouldn't warrant an episode of all apologies. But uh, where are the crimes? Have I already isolated what the true crime is here? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, it sounds like a, like a country song that is yet to be written. Who, who's that jerk off that sings the Red Solo Cup? Sounds like he's. Oh writing. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, by the way, uh, Toby Keith gone too soon. There he you just go. died. He died last night, dickhead. Yeah. He did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what even better. I can't. You just fucking. <laughs> yeah. So Andy, I'm gonna go ahead and pull this clip and send it to you Holy for inclusion shit. on the next episode of All Apologies. He's, he's been dead I believe for like that uh, Toby Keith has not been dead for 24 hours yet. It's 18 hours. He died last night, you asshole. <laughs> he probably recorded that song and then heard oh, it back. And... I cannot. That is fantastic, you motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Well, we're having That's fun. We're I didn't even know he died. That's so funny. I I I only know because a friend who works on a for country radio posted that on Instagram. That's the only reason I found out. But um, in any case, uh, let's uh, go on for more apologies. Somebody who is no stranger to apologies uh, created uh, and a moment she needed to apologize for on her own show. This is Joy Reid. And President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue. They go to a video here. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Starting another fucking war. <laughs> oh, joy. Still joy, trying to kill joy, the deal. Joy. Did not realize her mic was on during the clip and uh, said another fucking war. Ooh. And um, oh, joy. Well, yeah. the important thing, I guess, is uh, that she does a good job later in the broadcast of uh, actually apologizing for what we may have heard, uh, not so much the content of uh, complaining that maybe we as a nation are in too many wars, 
We'll, we'll leave that for the Super Chats to decide. I don't even have an opinion until somebody pays me to have one. But uh, so at the end of the show, uh, Joy uh, steps in with it. Oh, I just want to apologize very quickly. Uh, I was chatting during a clip that was playing. Um, and, you know, we try to keep this show very PG-13. So I just want to apologize to anyone who was listening to my behind-the-scenes chatter. Uh, deeply, deeply apologize for that because, you know, it's PG-13 up around here. So thank you to you all for watching The Great Doubt. Yeah, oh, so shit. we try to keep this show PG thirteen. <laughs> I'm I'm not reading that one. <laughs> Everybody knows PG thirteen movies are allowed one f bomb. So it's yeah, that's <laughs> that's, good. that's a great point, Andy. Every week she gets one, and yeah. uh, you know she just chose it there. Yeah, she's like apologizing. I like when people say that they apologize for what you think you might have heard. Those are those are always my favorite, but that wasn't. She, she looks like she's dressed up like fucking Eminem with that fucking hair. By the way, not, <laughs> oh shit, the brown Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> well, fucking if, B B Rabbit with the news. If we're uh, talking about apologies and we're talking about Joy Reid, uh, I we have to go back to her greatest hits, which I believe this was 2018. Um, she also like Jamal Bowman had, uh, old blogs and also old tweets that were unearthed, uh, comparing, comparing, uh, Ann Coulter saying that, uh, she was a him, that guy, Ann Coulter, uh, referring to Charlie Crist, the former governor of Florida as Miss Chris. Because uh, she was trying to point oh, okay. out that um, he was a closeted gay man. And uh, it reminds me that the greats apparently decide that that's what's funny. Uh, it's it's as though Joy's like, yeah, take a look at Lady K over there. Sitting there with his frosted tips. Miss Christ. Seems Joy, like. Joy sounds yeah. like stuttering job. Well, in, in <laughs> yes, exactly. And in terms of the creative department, uh, not entirely uh, dissimilar. So these came to light and uh, her initial apology was written. So not as fun for this show. Uh, but she did say that she never wrote those words. She was convinced she had been hacked. Someone pointed out. No, we found your blog on the Wayback Machine, which is a great website for finding things that may not be there anymore. And then she said, uh, well, I guess the Wayback Machine was hacked. Well, eventually she had to come clean. Good morning and welcome to AM Joy. A community that I support and that I deeply care about is hurting because of some despicable and truly offensive posts being attributed to me. Now, many of you have seen these blog posts circulating online and in social media. Many of them are homophobic, discriminatory, and outright weird and hateful. When a friend found them in December and sent them to me, I was stunned. Frankly, I couldn't imagine where they'd come from or whose voice that was. In the months since, I've spent a lot of time trying to make sense of these posts. I hired cybersecurity experts to see if somebody had manipulated my words. Because that's what she was uh, resting uh, her all hopes on, was the idea that she had done that. And, yep. uh, or my former blog. And the reality is they have not been able to prove it. But here's what I know. Because you wrote them. I genuinely do not believe I wrote those hateful things. Because they are completely alien to me. But I can definitely understand, based on things I have tweeted and have written in the past, why some people don't believe me. So... 
without knowing that much uh, about the the background, I tried to give a, a, a quick uh, primer. We're already running a little long. Um, how sincere would you rank that apology, Andy? Uh, horseshit. <laughs> is somebody that was trying to make a name for themselves, accomplished that, and then wants to walk back the way that they did it. Everybody knows that the the I mean, not everybody knows, but the black community, the hip hop community, we were just talking about the little Nas X video that just came out. Sure. Black people are, they, they don't go for the homophobic, like the LGBT community. It's just like, they, they, it's all, not to get too inflammatory, but when they say stop Asian hate, it's always a black guy running up and punching a, a Chinese old man in the back of the head. It's always a hip hop guy shitting on the gay community. They they famously do that all the time. I'm not saying everybody does. I'm just saying. Yeah, I like to punch Asians. I mean, <laughs> but but these examples come up all the time. And we just did a uh, the UFC announcer John Anik said my he was shitting on his fans on his podcast and then he did a tweet where he said my my uh comments were repurposed that's how he that's how he explained like what he when he justifying what he said and the hate that he was receiving for it her her comments of what she really thinks are now being repurposed in 2024 yeah. and that doesn't mean you never said it yeah you said it and I just because you don't think it yeah. now doesn't mean you didn't think it back then. I don't know why people don't just say, well, yeah, that's the way, that's how I felt at the time, and then move on. Yeah, yeah. That's, you can say, that's okay. You can do that. Yeah, you can say, I, I, I learned that that is like those thinking that is uh, maybe hurtful to other people, and I don't really think that way anymore. Just say that. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, right. don't make exactly. Big, I mean, if, if very few words, say a few words. Keep it simple and then check out, go on a vacation for a couple of weeks. Nobody will remember, you know, when you start to make a big deal about it, then we're going to have fun with it. When, uh, when the video resurfaced of uh, Howard Stern and blackface with uh, Sherman Helmsley and uh, Howard is uh, throwing around many N words. It certainly felt like in that moment, I'm like, Oh wow, this is uh this might be the, might be the end of the King of all media. And then he's like, yeah, I was out of my mind back then. We did some crazy stuff. Obviously, right. I don't feel that way now. And it was like, oh, okay, so you didn't throw yourselves. You know, once you apologize to Al Sharpton, it's all over. I know you did the Imus uh, apology. Yeah. And as soon as you apologize to Al Sharpton, you might as well have never said anything because <laughs> everything is over. But Al Sharpton did not uh, accept those apologies, though. Yeah. <laughs> he just right. had to apologize yeah. to uh the king of all blacks or whoever else Sharpton is. Uh, I want to, uh, I want to go ahead. Sorry. And I didn't mean, to no, I, I just, I just think that you, sh people should get more comfortable with what, like accepting the fact that things used to be different and uh, accepting the apologies of the people that were, you, you know, using the n-word to comedic effect in scary movie three you know all, all of the times that uh all of those movies from the 90s and 80s had a white guy using the n-word and the box office was you know it was the the third biggest movie of the month you know, it, it, like these things happened i mean the, the people are in blackface and yankee doodle dandy for god's sake yeah you, you 
you can't change the past, but you can improve the future. And you and everybody that is listening to people apologize for those past things that they regret now, just just accept it and hope hope tomorrow is a better day. That's, yeah. that's by the way, that's the idea I, of different times and movies from a different era. Every year, Eric Zane's wife has to talk him out of going to Halloween parties dressed like Bruce Willis from the third Die Hard movie when he goes up to the Bronx, the sign that he's wearing. And every year, I, I, I you know what? I'm going to side with your wife. It's probably better that you don't actually do that, Eric. I know it's, it's you. a funny you costume. Know, I, uh, I, I love the fact that you, you, in, in true transparency, it, that's totally fine to, to, to throw that out there. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Well, uh, we've, uh, we've got a, a couple more. We're going to visit. We're already knee deep in pundits, but I didn't play the jingle. And uh, Doug from the jingles department gets paid every time we play it. Folks out there need to listen up, mainly because here comes who are these pundits? Do you guys know who Benny Johnson is? Uh, he's a uh, nope. he does a conservative show uh, like anybody. You know, he's got a studio probably in his house and uh, he speaks to a very specific segment of uh, Twitter X. He's definitely in that group that that only refers to Twitter as X now. You know, it's like he's he's that crowd. And, um, you know, he's very conservative. So obviously the conservative talking points right now are that uh, Taylor Swift is trying to drag down the Republic. And uh, let's see what he does with this uh, take. And the way you do that is by taking the most brain dead, low information voters. Of course, I'm talking about Swifties, Taylor Swift fans <laughs> sort of worship this artist. Kind of by the way, uh, if, if there's ever a guy who's looked in the mirror and mouthed along with uh, Tucker Carlson's old shows, trying to get his impression down, that would be uh, Benny Johnson. That he has the the straightest hairline I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, Howie Long sees that and just thinks, "Oh, I wish. Shit. I just wish I still had that." Me too. <laughs> like at random, right? Like just out of the blue, suddenly Taylor Swift's the most famous person on earth. <laughs> uh, Look, not not my scene, Taylor Swift, but uh, my wife likes her. I don't know that it's necessarily out of the blue that right. all of a sudden in an election year, she's uh, the most famous person on earth. I don't think that's the trajectory she was on. Agreed. Agreed. It's now she's at every right. NFL game with her boyfriend who's backed by Bud Light and Pfizer. Travis Kelsey is this guy okay. who also kind of out of the blue became this big time celebrity, really rich, really powerful. Why? He's a tight end. He's like a glorified lineman. That doesn't make any sense. Tight ends aren't famous people in football. So uh, that's the uh, the key moment in the clip that I wanted to grab. Uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey isn't even the most famous tight end we've shown on this show. We've had clips with Shannon Sharp, Rob Gronkowski, and, you know, I mean, so many more. Obviously, we can, you know, we can list some more, but I was just, those are the two that have been on this show. So, all right. So he doesn't have a read on the NFL, but I don't know. Clearly, Benny Johnson knows what's going on in the country. What are you talking about? What world are we living in? Sure seems planned. Sure seems like something that is like concocted in order to accelerate the fame of these two people. Get them to the Super Bowl, largest screens on earth. Oh, get 
uh, again, not a Taylor Swift fan, but I, I would say she has a bigger reach than the Super Bowl does. Uh, oh. you know, it's it's not a demographic that watches this show, but uh, they always make my head hurt. And anytime you have one of these dot connectors, yeah, who everything's fitting together in a nice puzzle, and they've got this smarmy tone to them, and they're, I mean, oh, very convenient. All that I just I want to. St- I, I want to yeah. do Larry David on the fucking puppet. You want to Elmo Benny Johnson? Oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah. I and hate him. The idea that Travis Kelsey is only famous now that people who don't follow football know who he is. I mean, he and his brother have had that podcast for a while, right? I mean, I'm not I'm not making that up. It's It's been a while. So anyway, not everybody necessarily thinks the way that Benny does uh, on, on the right. But uh, they do realize that they're at a bit of a disadvantage. But uh, you want to talk about your uh, conservative voices. Uh, Jack Posebiak is uh, probably the most of those voices. But he has a plan to combat a potential Taylor Swift bump. Ah, We can do this as well. We don't have a Taylor Swift on our side, but you know who we have? We have Kid Rock, we have Ted Nugent, we have influencers, right? We have all these people, John Voigt, we have people that can come out and use their audiences, number one. And 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 I want an army of Scott Presslers at every Kid Rock event and every Ted Nugent event. And I hope, by the way, and I, I need to talk to those guys about this because I've got this idea that maybe we even ask them, you guys mind doing a little tour later this year? Are you doing Oh yeah, so, yeah that oh yeah that'll really compare Ted Nugent at the Lake Winnipesaukee Casino Resort. <laughs> Jesus. Well, what Christ. if he was opening for Kid Rock? And what if what if John Voigt came out? And uh, if you remember, there was a um, it was the 2012 Republican National Convention where John Voigt came out and spoke to an empty chair. Right, the empty chair was supposed to be President yeah. Obama. Obama. What was the last time Kid Rock? Show that wasn't like free admission with purchase of uh, a pig barbecue dinner. <laughs> Don't forget Scott Bayo. We got Scott Bayo over here. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, by the way, I, if if John Voight goes on before Ted Nugent, who then goes on before Kid Rock, I would buy a ticket to that. I'd I'd fly to whatever red state they're blue state they're trying to flip red or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Thank you, Dwyer Christian. That was Clint Eastwood. I couldn't believe John Voigt got on television. Thank you for fact-checking me, Dwyer Christian. Now I need to go on the All Apologies podcast. Way to go. Way to go, you idiot. Fuck yeah. you. That's why I usually write out every word I say on this show. But mm-hmm. uh, we were experiencing some tech issues, so I didn't have time today. Uh, let's uh, very quickly, because we're talking about her, we're talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> the Grammys were over the weekend. There were a lot of people that felt like she should apologize for something that happened there. I think it's one of the goddamn funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, so she wins an award. That's not the point. She's given hugs. I don't know who he's there. You know, she's got a team. She sees the people she knows. And she just accepts the Grammy from Celine Dion. And uh, still looks at somebody else and Celine's like, oh, no. Yes, I'm. No. Yes, I'm. Okay, is she going to say thank you to Celine? No, no, no. She just can't believe know, um, that this long after her career started, she's still winning awards. Um, not well, surprising. Yeah. People like the two gentlemen that I just showed have realized that, like, oh, this is a great thing to latch onto. 
you know, this idea that uh, Taylor Swift should have apologized for something. So it just feeds into that narrative. But, uh, you know, obviously Taylor probably has, I don't know, probably the best team behind her right now because uh, even the the telecast wasn't over yet. And uh, she already uh, made a point to show a picture of her with, with Celine Dion. And as soon as, you know, so it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're great friends. Check us out. Look at that. I'm giving her a hug. I still can't look her in the eyes because I feel like I might turn into stone. But I'm with her. I'm giving her an embrace. <laughs> Isn't that what she has, like stiff chick syndrome or something like that? Have you heard about that? I think so are you, like are that. you, are, are you, is that why you said that? Because she actually has it, stiff person syndrome. <laughs> it may or may not have something to do with it. I'm, I'm um, still trying my, to understand this Christian. The people yeah. want Taylor to apologize to Celine Dion. Like Celine Dion decided that she should get the Grammy. She, she had nothing to do with it. Why does yeah. she need to thank or apologize to her? Well, the reason she ignored her is because she's Canadian and we've already established uh, our stance on that earlier. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who she should apologize to. And this is, this is fucked up. Uh, Cause that she comes up in a white dress and then Lana Del Rey is, uh, was on this album. Lana Del Rey was also nominated in that same category and lost. And Taylor Swift drags her up on stage because she was on one of the tracks on her album so this loser has to be dragged on stage as the photo negative Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's in all white, like a fucking angel. Lana Del Rey is in all black, like she's attending a funeral. And she has to stand there and watch Taylor accept an award that she was hoping that she would have won. That's fucking high-key fucked up to make her stand on stage and watch her get a trophy that Lana Del Rey wanted. So, uh, Andy... Before that rant, uh, I had no thought in my mind that you were a Swifty, but you're you're a Lana Del Rey kind of guy, aren't you? You're 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 pretty worked up about this. I, I'm a, I would be more of a Lana Del Rey fan than a Taylor Swift fan, but I, I'm not a fan of either. But I, I watched that and I watched the nominees. So and uh, my wife said, I was like, why is she bringing her up on stage? And my wife is a, a Taylor Swift fan, and she's like, Lana Del Rey was on that album. That's why she's doing it. But still, just. Well, Leave when she brought her up, did she acknowledge her? Did she speak? No, no she, word? Her, she just made her stand in the back. Oh, oh no. Watch. That's that's <laughs> cucking. That's she a, cucked Lana Del Rey. She definitely <laughs> cucked Lana Del Rey. Yeah, that, that that that's a far cry from <laughs> JFK Headchunk asks, Andy, wife? That's true. <laughs> the prison the, wife. The loser of the win a date with Lucy type box uh, contest is going to have to then go on a date with, uh, with Andy. So uh, yeah, I believe yeah. in Tampa. Yeah. So loser bracket. Uh, also happening at the Grammys, uh, Jay-Z. Now he's married to Beyonce. I know people know that, but for whatever reason, um, strong black men feel like they always need to stand up for Beyonce. And maybe this is a little bit of that, uh, you know, Will Smith situation, but uh, he's presenting an award and uh, Jay-Z has to take this stance. Uh, We love y'all. We want y'all to get it right. At least get it close to right. And obviously it's subjective. Y'all don't got to clap at everything. Obviously it's it's subjective because, you know, it's music and it's opinion based, but, you know, some things, you know, 
I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys, never won album of the year. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, every year she puts out an album, somebody's better. Is that possible? I don't know. (laughs) She doesn't have enough. She needs even more. Yeah. Doesn't work. You know, some of you. I wish she would just come out, though, and just say, yeah, this is all racist. I mean, if you're going to dance around it, I get it. But just say it. Just just fucking say it. Home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may get robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. So I let the clip go because I like that part. <laughs> when he says some of you don't belong in the category, I'm like, all right. I, uh, you know, again, not a, not a Jay-Z fan, but uh, I, I like that he said that. But it's why does everybody feel like they need to uh, stand up for Beyonce? Also, I haven't seen Jay in a while. But when exactly did Jay-Z turn into Clifford from Muppets Tonight? <laughs> because I just could not believe the new look of, uh, yes, I I might have gone a little deep in the Muppet drawer for that one. That is I know deep. everybody knows Elmo. That but, is uh, deep. Look, Holy shit. I think it's an important question. Wow. But, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That is, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, one more moment from the Grammys, and uh, we'll be ready to get out of here momentarily. But uh, I, I love the idea of the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat that is represented in a short clip with no narration for an artist named Killer Mike. Well, Killer Mike won an award at the Grammys. He was very excited. So excited. You can't tell me it's too late. And then he is later carted out of the the crypto arena, is what the Staples Center is called now, by police and saying, is this for fucking real? They're like, yeah, it's for real. So, uh, yes, so he didn't see the end of the awards. He won three awards, but he was uh, arrested. And I didn't need to look up what he had done because his name is Killer Mike. I feel like it kind of uh, kind of goes, you know, kind of goes without saying at that point. And yeah. uh, also, there's a, there's a few Killer Mike fans in the Zane household, apparently. So, um, yeah, yeah, uh, I was, I, I was oh, saying goodbye to my sweet daughter. <laughs> not, it, it's not like get, getting arrested ever help, helped a rapper's career. That never happens. He does, he'll, he'll garner no cred for that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we have had fun. We've had some apologies. We've had a lot of things going on. But before we get out of here, let's uh, take a look at our great moments in broadcasting history. Way back, back into time. Let's find out who are these broadcast histories. And uh, a part of this is uh, going to be our big announcement. Uh, We know how much everybody loves this show. Uh, Andy loved it so much he wanted to join us. Uh, We uh, love the show so much that we want you to know that it's so hard to wait until Tuesday. You won't have to. Because this Sunday, 
we will be doing an alternate to the Super Bowl halftime show. It is our halftime half show. We'll do a little counter programming. Don't pretend that you're going to go and watch Usher. Check us out on the Who Are These Podcasts YouTube channel right as soon as halftime begins. As soon as the second quarter's over, you'll see me, you'll see Eric Zane, you'll see Cardiff Electric, and I hope that uh, I hope that uh, Eric's feed is back. He's having some tech issues. It looks like we might have lost him for the rest of the show. But you'll even be checking out our pal Lucy Tightbox, who will be checking in from the Bahamas. Um, oh. Although I do understand, as you pointed out on the show recently, Andy, there's some issues in the Bahamas for American tourists, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. If anybody is going to be able to uh, fuck her way out of it, it's Lucy. She'll be fine. I, I, I think she'll be fine. So one of the things that we're going to do is uh, we're going to focus some of the worst Super Bowl ads from the history of the Super Bowl. And uh, there's a lot of different ways that they can be bad. But uh, one that really takes the cake is this one from 2008. This is, uh, and I want to make sure, uh, Eric, are you back with us? I know that uh, we had some issues and you're with us now though. Yeah, Yeah, it was. was So I was letting everybody know about our uh, Super Bowl halftime half show with you, myself, Cardiff Electric, and Lucy Tightbox will all be there. So everybody check that out. One of the things we'll be doing is showing some of the worst Super Bowl ads. And uh, there's a couple of these. I'm going to show one today, which is Sales Genie from 2008. I certainly watched that Super Bowl, but boy, have I blocked this one from my memory. Ting Ting, we have no customers, no sales. We're going out of business. Ling Ling, I am not going back to the zoo. Then we need a sales miracle. Panda Psychic, help. We need customers. Tell Ling Ling to get 100 free sales leads at salesgenie.com. And stop eating the bamboo furniture. Wow, look at all these sales leads. Thank you, Sales Genie. Hey, kids, you want to go see the grizzly bears at the zoo? For 100 free sales leads, go to salesgenie.com. By the way, if you go to salesgenie.com, the domain's available. Um, oh. So, yeah, this, uh, wow. this this didn't pop for them, it's spending all that money. Yeah, some companies will do that. They'll take the big swing, put all their advertising budget on one ad in the Super Bowl, and uh, I'm not quite sure who they hired uh, for that. I think it's probably the guy who used to do the voice of of Wood Yee on the old Stern show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe uh, maybe uh, Elvis Duran, perhaps. I don't know. I I heard he did a good Asian impression. I bet Blind uh, Mike would guess that it was Dat Fan doing that. Uh, blind, blind Mike would definitely have guessed that uh, <laughs> that that was Dat Fan. I like how the genie could uh, see the future that doing that accent was racist. So yeah. That was the only character not being racist. Yeah. And uh, teasing it forward to Sunday, there is another ad from Sales Genie that aired in that Super Bowl. So we'll do that. We'll take a look at some of the the worst halftime shows. Nobody cares what the best halftime shows are. There hasn't been a good one in like 15 years. I think The Who was the last rock band. It's been a minute. So please join us for that. Uh, and before we go, Andy Q public sitting in with us for more than an hour and a half, please let everybody where they can let everybody know where they can find all apologies. I'd love to. Yes. All apologies. Podcast.com is your, uh, one-stop, uh, resource for all our free episodes, uh, link to our Patreon link to our Instagram account. I, every 
day there's apologies in the news feed. So uh, I feature those on the Instagram. And then on our Patreon, if you sign up for just $5 a month, we do a roundup where we dig a little deeper into the Instagram uh, account contact content. And uh, we host the video version on the Instagram. It's for just five bucks. So you can get the, the audio for free everywhere you find podcasts. Or if you come check out the Patreon, you can uh, watch it and uh, get a free bonus episode every single week. Who, who else is doing bonus episodes every week? Not Carl. Right. <laughs> a month. And uh, so they're they're phenomenal. The bonus episodes, Eric Zane. Where do people find you? Uh, wherever you download shows, just search the Eric Zane Show podcast, and there I am. And I too have a Patreon, and it's kind of like just if you like the free podcast, you'll really like the Patreon. Um, you can't really miss it. So just search my name, and there I am. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't have the self-esteem to do a Patreon. I can't look at that subscriber list and see that I have one or possibly zero. Oh, yeah. So my podcast oh. is free. Go to the Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. We did recently have Lucy Tightbox on for fans of Once Over with Kaylee, and she will be with us uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. But uh, that is all the time we have for now. So, as always, we end the show with me letting you know that I'm Christian Blatt, reminding you that every mic is a hot mic, and I, Christian Blatt, think most Canadians only deserve to receive half of their Amazon orders and should not have a free press. The truckers were wrong and should apologize to Justin Trudeau. Although I've seen one picture of Justin Trudeau that I don't think he needs to apologize for. That shit is funny. See you all on Sunday, everybody.